Hi, thanks for listening. In 20 seconds or less, I wanted to ask if you would consider supporting the show with a one-time donation of $1 to $3. The funds go to subscription fees, equipment upkeep, and a general sense of well-being. Links in the show notes. And again, thanks for listening. Okay, on with the show. Dr. Frankenstein, I presume. Dr. Krenner stared into another enclosure. This one was much more crude than the one in his lab in the upper level. This one had to be fashioned surreptitiously, cobbled together from what he could find and what others would not miss. This one rested in a large storage room in the back of the skunk farm, a forgotten place. It was a small thing, really, the clandestine way he was now forced to work. He was in charge of the program, a department head. Nobody would question his use of cages, of restraints. He had moved what he needed down to the skunk farm after hours. It was much easier than that bit of business in the city. He had removed the body from cold storage. It was vastly convenient to him to have the freezer unit down here. That was a bit of serendipity, having the freezer unit in the same place as the crematorium. Test subjects that could not be autopsied immediately were stored and catalogued just across the room from where they would be disposed. It was not unusual to see him or one of his assistants riding a freight elevator or walking the passageways pushing a sheet-covered gurney to and from the skunk farm and his labs. In reality, he had hoped to be doing this all in the full light of day, or as much as one could work in the full light of day inside a top-secret installation deep in the Rocky Mountains. But they would not let him, forced his hand. So he had to do what he must, in secret, a secret within a secret. Dr. Krenner Syringe in his right hand opened the large cage door and stepped inside. He knelt down by the motionless body of Abner Freeman. He knew the vagrant had been dead long enough that if he were to somehow reanimate, he would have severe brain damage. No matter, this was simply a preliminary trial, the first of many. It was fitting that the first should be under the worst of conditions, a supreme test. Could his creation bring someone back from the dead? The parallels to the literary Frankenstein were not lost on him, but neither did they deter him. Having thawed the cadaver, he injected the corpse, the luminescent green disappearing into the arm of Abner Freeman. Dr. Krenner stood and looked down on the body. When nothing happened, he was not alarmed. The effect in the chimps had been almost immediate. But while being so similar to humans there was enough difference to make the effect it would have an unknown. Dr. Krenner almost shook with excitement as he checked the restraints. He didn't think he would need them, but it was a fool who took chances. He left the enclosure and secured the door with a padlock. He had a briefing to go to, 
the results of his autopsy on the chimps was complete, and his taskmasters demanded a report. While the agent stimulated the desired areas of the brain, there was also something happening with the simple bacteria on the chimps' teeth. He felt it definitely bore further investigation. A Surprise Visitor The briefing had gone as he had expected. He presented his findings, attempted in the process to frame them in the concept of ongoing discovery. His efforts were met and rewarded with timetables and further threats of the imminent end of the program. But now, rather than being filled with a crushing sense of foreboding, he was more determined than ever to conduct his experiments along two tracks. He would carry on like a good minion in the labs above, but the real science would happen here in the lower recesses of the mountain. When Dr. Krenner returned to the skunk farm, Francis Del Roney was waiting for him. He sat on a stool by the crematorium and watched as Dr. Krenner came in. The doctor did not notice him at first, caught up in his thoughts of what he might learn from his new test subject and of how many more he would have to procure. Hey, Doc! Delroney said. Dr. Krenner almost jumped out of his skin as he came up short and stared at the young seaman. Who the hell are you? Dr. Krenner barked. Delroney sat confidently on the stool and smiled at Dr. Krenner. I'm your new assistant, Doc. I'm supposed to help you dispose of your dead animals and whatnot. I think the man upstairs meant for me to contemplate the air of my ways down here or something. But now I know something he don't know. If you catch my drift, eh, Doc? Delroney said. Dr. Krenner, having recovered from his surprise, walked over to a filing cabinet and made a show of looking for something important inside it. That won't be necessary. I don't need another assistant, not down here. You'll just have to tell the colonel to put you somewhere else, Dr. Krenner said. Delroney turned to face the doctor's back, then cast his eyes about. The place was deep in the mountain, dark, and looked about as much fun as going to a mass on Saturday night. But if Francis Delroney knew anything, it was how to recognize an angle when he saw it. Yeah, I don't think so, Doc. I think me and you are going to get along just fine. You see, Doc, I can keep a secret, or I can tell a secret. Either one's fine with me, you know, Doc? Delroney said. Dr. Krenner spun around and stared at Delroney. His presence here was catastrophic to his plans, and he had no patience for it. What in God's name are you talking about? Secrets? You would be brought up on treason. The work we do here at this facility is beyond top secret. You... I ain't talking about the work what goes on here at this facility, Doc. I'm talking about the breather you got locked up in that cage back there. Ain't no other reason you would keep somebody locked up in a cage down here, except you don't want nobody else to know. Only I know now, see? And the price for me helping you keep that secret is, uh, let's just say negotiable and ongoing, eh? Delroney said. Dr. Krenner was aghast. He was a doctor, for Christ's sake, a man of science. How dare this little shit of a boy presume to manipulate him into some kind of corner? Before he could frame a proper response, it occurred to him what the boy had said. What did you say? Breather? Why did you call it that? Dr. Krenner asked. Delroney smiled. Okay, Doc, I like you. I can tell by your face you thought through this fast. 
No threats or nothing. Now, for starters, just answer the question, boy. Why did you call it a breather? Delroni looked at Dr. Krenner like he was out of his mind. Because he was freaking breathing. I mean, I guess he was breathing, because he sure as shit was moving, he said. Dr. Krenner glared at Delroni. That's impossible. There is nothing but a cadaver, a body donated to science for research purposes. Nothing more, Dr. Krenner said. Even as he said it, realization dawned, and Dr. Krenner spun around, hurrying to the back office and the cage. Bullshit, Doc. That guy is breathing same as you and me. If it were just a stiff, then why would you restrain him? You can't bullshit a bullshitter, Doc, Delroni said. But Dr. Krenner wasn't listening. Dr. Krenner, his mouth open wider than the cage door behind him, stared at the body. The movements were subtle, but observable. Abner Freeman lived. Extinction level loss.